five, six, seven, eight. Recording. recording. Yay, we're recording. Yay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Film More to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, I did something last night that I was so excited to tell you about today. And it oh was gosh. so I love when this happens. But I watched part of the Taylor Swift concert on TikTok live last night, which oh I've done gosh. like in little drips and drabs. It comes across my like FYP as I'm scrolling all of the time. Of course. But of course, it just so late. happened. I was up late. Yeah. It just so happened that the last two nights, every time that it's like I've scrolled past it and I scroll past multiple. I mean, so many people yeah. are recording this and live streaming it on TikTok. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> the heroes of today. <laughs> Truly. Like they are our fearless leaders. No pun intended. <laughs> Both nights, the last two nights, it has been on All Too Well. Oh, really? Every time that I've scrolled by, I'm like, oh. That's so funny. You must so, like do it around the same time then. Yeah. And so I ended up kind of like going back on TikTok later in the evening and it was during folklore and you know folklore, really. and then it went right into 1989 I was like are you joking this was yeah tailored to me <gasps> Taylor tailored it to Tara exactly so I only stayed up to the beginning of shake it off and then I was like my eyes are falling I could like burn my eyeballs watching oh this gosh, but I really Tara you should have stayed because it's after 1989 she does the surprise songs and I know. she played Exile last night. She did? Yeah. Dang, everybody kept being like the surprise songs are going to come up and I was like, "Oh, cool." I thought that I that's am... what you were about to tell me is you went like, "No." That you like got all the things you wanted. No, oh, I was about to pass sad. out. Oh my gosh, it was like 2 in the morning almost. Yeah, it was. I was. It was like, almost 2 in the morning. So I was yeah. like, I got to go. What a fun time for Tara. I know. Did you watch it last night? I didn't. I was very tired last yeah. night. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, I've watched it like every other night mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like I just need a little break so yeah. I, was, I uh, was writing and then I fell asleep and um I missed exile and I regretted not staying up no is that the first time she's played exile uh yeah wow yeah because a lot of them because like the surprise song she tries to like play like all different ones or she messes up she'll repeat it but in LA she's just been like going nuts and doing whatever she wants because she can sure but yeah she played exile and I was like oh, I wow that's very cool. I know. The, today she's sending out pre-sale codes for um, the next on sale, and I didn't get one. I'm but sorry. I'm okay. It's Are okay. okay? <laughs> I'm okay. We'll get through it. Yeah, but, I believe um, in you. We'll get through it with um, a little little podcast today. Yes, we will. will. Oh, I'm so excited about this one because we had such a fun time two weeks ago when we did. I know. <laughs> Have you ever for like general questions, seasons one and two, we couldn't get through all of them. Hopefully we can get through the rest of them today. We're doing seasons three through the revival. And yeah. we had a lot of questions come in about how Did you, you see the one that I added to season seven? I did. <laughs> I'm excited about that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one for me actually involves Taylor Swift. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll get interesting. There. I'm very excited. Okay, yeah. well, let's start out with season three. Yeah. So the first one that really made me giggle, but neither of us checked off, is have you ever hidden in a closet so you don't tempt your friend's boo? <laughs> <laughs> Rory's a real one for that. <laughs> Honestly, you just hid yourself in a closet so that Paris's new possible boyfriend. Who you've met. Who you've met. Who has seen you during the day. But yeah. Paris says, not at night. <laughs> When it's the dating hour and she makes yeah. her hide in the closet, like that's a real friend. That's a real yeah. one. And especially coming off of season two, like seasons one and two, where the two of I them mean, are like yeah. constantly at odds and 
they have this great summer together in DC and Rory is like, okay, yeah, I'll hide in the closet for you. Yeah, I kind of hate then like thinking about that because I know that we just finished three of like where the two of them go from that moment. But like the best part of it is that Rory like gets in the closet and then she's like hunkered down to stay there. Yeah, she <laughs> they pulls get out back, her flashlight and she's writing a letter to Jess and it's like, girly, just leave. Yeah. Just leave the closet. Ad-lib question. Mm. You ever written a letter that you didn't send? Yes, several. Yeah. Like if my notes app were ever leaked, simply <laughs> the letters that I would not want to send. Oh, like I've <laughs> handwritten letters to people before. <gasps> oh my gosh. The Fully. melodrama. I know. Oh. I know. Well, one of them was definitely just to like get the words out of my system. It was one I never intended yeah. to send. Yeah. But one of them I actually wrote and hand delivered to this person. That's a story I'm going to save for Patreon because <gasps> it's very personal. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, we'll talk about it on Patreon. I actually think I know this story. <laughs> you know most of my stories. I laugh in, in good hearted trauma. Oh, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. It's something that's so far away from me now. But yeah, it's now becoming harder for me to tell stories to you about my past that you don't already know. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime I tell you a story, this has been happening with Brett too. I told him a story last night of the last time I threw up from drinking and I was shocked that I had never told him this story before. Really? Because at this point, like he knows so much about me. You know, we've been together for a few years. So it's like, you know so much about me that I kind of forget what I've told you and what I haven't. So I yeah. always assume I have told you something. It's the same for you and same for yeah. a lot of the people in my life. Because I know that story. Yes, but like I will say also as you were like getting to know Brett and starting dating Brett, we were also getting to know each other, which is so true. Yeah, the timelines of our spouses. relationships. Yeah, our two spouses is very true. <laughs> but great question. Have you ever written a letter that you didn't send? Every day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> my note my notes app, like I have like thousands of notes in my notes app. Like if you like search Try and search anyone's name in there if you uh, went in there. <laughs> wow. It's probably many letters that I didn't send to probably every single person I know. Yeah. And it's like, I just kind of like how I journal in my notes app. I'm a really bad notes app poet. You know, mm. I really live in there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, sometimes I find that like, I don't know, because like you write too. If like I'm writing like something ragefully to someone, mm -hmm. some like I'll have a nice turn of phrase and I'm like, oh, and then I turn it into like yeah, into something, something fictional. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, but I, oh, I love writing letters I won't send. Honestly, one of my favorite pastimes. It's a great way to like get things out. My mom has always encouraged me to yeah. do that. She's the kind of what person that like writes it all down because she wants to get it out of her system. And then she'll be like, I'm never going to send this. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Had you ever been in a band? I checked this off because I tried to start <laughs> several bands. No. <laughs> in like really? elementary school and middle school. Oh my God. But was never actually a part of a band. Oh my God. No. I, as you know, I love to sing. Can't do I it. Know. I know. I can do it. You can. But I can't sing. I love um, when you sing. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things about you. Because I can't do it, but I, I love, love to it. Do it. And I don't play any instruments. I would love to be a groupie. You would be a great groupie. <laughs> I would be a great groupie. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> That's an essential part of a band. It really is. I think like being the hype girl for a band yeah. is very vital. Yeah. So I think you would be great at that. Thank you. Have you ever participated in a dance marathon? You have. Yeah. It's not like quite like they do because I like, that's like a dream. I would love to like either like 
have like all of our Gilmore besties at a dance marathon or like go to something like that. It would be so much fun. We should totally host something like that, like a 24-hour dance marathon. Oh my gosh, it would be so much fun. I would love that. in college, I did it twice because with Children's Miracle Network, which I volunteered with in college, it was like at UGA where I went to school, it was UGA Miracle. And they have like a dance marathon at like the end of the year every year Mm -hmm. where we raise a bunch of money and it was, it's called Dance Marathon, but like you dance kind of. It's just mostly like a 24-hour event and there's a standing challenge where you stand for 24 hours. So it's kind of similar, but like I can't imagine having done that twice where it's like it's taken me like a week. Like the girlies at the beginning of the next episode when they are struggling to walk, so true. Yeah. Like the whole next week going to class, I was struggling so, so hard. I cannot imagine. It was just standing, but dancing for uh-uh. that long and to be fair they didn't reach 24 hours did they they almost did they, they almost were up did. At like six i think that it started at six in the morning and they were at about yeah. like 5 15 yeah <laughs> because that whole drama took place in like it takes five place minutes. in like five minutes yeah yeah but yeah it is it's really fun and it's like but it's like really really emotionally draining like mm. more so than physically because like you can do the red bull and like whatever staying up for 24 hours like wasn't the hard part it was like the next day, like trying to contend with like being that tired. Yeah, it was really fun though. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine something like that being fun. But I think I would prefer the like dressing up, the like actually dancing, yeah. like the live like, music. That nature of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like an MC. I think that version of it would be really fun because it wasn't not fun. It's just like whenever I see it on Gilmore Girls, I was like, I want to do that version of I it. I know. It looks like so much fun, but the actual reality of executing that I think would be really. Yeah. Also, standing for 24 hours in vintage shoes? No. Or a lie. I know. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? I couldn't do it in sneakers. It was hard. I know. (laughs) The next question, have you ever had your boyfriend dump you publicly? Yes, I have. Kind of. It wasn't as like dramatic as it was at the dance marathon as mr dini baby made it no and it wasn't even necessarily like when he shows up to emily and richards and you know he and murray break up in the driveway with logan can't break up unless other people have witnessed it or watching (laughs) precisely oh man yeah but this is a hilarious story even though in the moment it just felt (laughs) so bad so my college boyfriend and i Um, who I was dating my sophomore year, we used to fight all of the time because he loved to get high. He was in college. He was a 19-year-old boy in college, but I hated it. I hated it so much. And so we used to fight about it all the time. You know, I didn't feel prioritized and because his priority was like playing music and getting high. So (laughs) as a 19-year-old boy would be. There you go. So I had an acapella concert and he was supposed to come. (gasps) And he missed it. I, like, looked for him the whole time while I was there. Oh, my gosh. Poor baby Tara. He didn't show up until, like, the last few minutes. And that was only because, like, he was with a group of guys who were performing in the next set. (gasps) So I saw him at the come in at the end. I got really upset with him. Of course. Of course I did. I do say, like, oh, what a teenage boy. But, like, 19, he should have some sense of, like, priorities at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, have your fun time. But, like, you're kind of beyond the age that, like, you are beyond the, like, I'm too young to have a commitment. (laughs) Yeah. 1,000%. But, like, his priorities obviously 
were elsewhere. And I should have recognized that and been like, I gotta go. This is not working for me. Yeah, but you're 19 too. Completely. I just wanted someone to choose me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pick me, choose me, love me. Yeah. Oh, you don't watch Grey's. Never mind. But I know, I know exactly what you're <laughs> okay. referring to. Great. <laughs> so he doesn't understand why I'm upset. And he just kind of was like, like, what's the big deal? And I was like, you missed my concert. I really wanted you to be here. He's like, well, I was with my friends. I was so upset. So I get in the car with him and we had a sweet friend who I absolutely love, who I went to high school with named Justin, who's in the backseat, who's like the kindest heart that, ha- that has ever existed on a human being is within this person's body. And he was like, hi, hi Justin. <laughs> and I was like, hi, you know, I'm trying to be really like kind and nice, but I am pissed. And my ex-boyfriend is just kind of like, my boyfriend at the time is just kind of like not really giving a shit. So we decide to stop at a Taco Bell because we were hungry. <gasps> no, not the Taco Bell. This episode is sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up going and he's like, why are you being like this? I was like, I'm mad at you. And he's like, well, like I lost track of time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm angry. I am angry at you. This is ridiculous. I can't believe we keep having the same fight. And so I don't even know if I went inside the Taco Bell. I think he did. And he came out and I was sitting on the curb of the parking lot and he was like, get in the car. We're leaving. Did he get you anything? I don't remember. But I said, no, I'm not getting in the car because I'm angry at you. And he pulled away <gasps> no. and left me at the Taco say? Bell. He just was like, fine. And Justin and was like, Tara, just get Taco in the car. Bell? Yeah. What did Justin do? Justin was so upset. But Justin, like... Did he stay in the car? He was in the car. He had been in the car the whole time. And he didn't get out with you? I thought this was a nice guy. Justin was like, no, get in the car. And I was like, no, you know what, Justin? I'm so sorry. But, like, I'm going to find my own own way home. So, like, he leaves me at this freaking Taco Bell. I call my best friend and I was like... <laughs> I've been left at a Taco so, Bell. So-and-so just left me at a Taco Bell. And she was like excuse me? I was like, I just got left at a Taco Bell. Now we were within walking distance to his apartment, but I had a ton of stuff at his place. So she comes and picks me up. I am mad. Yeah. I mean, listen, I got out of the car. I sat on the curb. (laughs) I refused to get in the car, (laughs) but like, I could not believe he left me at this Taco Bell instead of of like apologizing and being like, I'm so sorry. I understand why you're upset kind of a thing. But I understand that I was also being kind of a brat. But understandably so. I get it. Like, I'm not going to get in the car. Like, he's like, I'm mad at you. Not even making an attempt to do anything. (laughs) He's just going to leave you there? Yeah. So Uh, I don't know. He must have. Oh, it was such a teenage (laughs) moment. So he must have gone to drop Justin off at home at his place, which was the whole reason why Justin was in the car with him. My friend takes me to his apartment. He lived in a house with like a few different guys. So I walk in. They're like, hey, they don't think anything of it because I'm usually there. And I storm in and I was just like, hey, what's up? And I literally went right to his room. I grabbed all of my stuff. I put in the car and I was like, see ya. And they thought nothing of it. They were like, bye. And then he came home. All my stuff was gone. I mean, I lived somewhere else, but like I had a ton of stuff there. And that was how we broke up. (sighs) Oh, my God. So it was kind of public. I mean, I was at a Taco Bell. He left me at a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. He left you at a Taco Bell. Whoa. <laughs> For, like, weeks. I, you know, when people were asking, like, how is so-and-so? I was like, he left me at a Taco Bell. <laughs> so it became, like, this running you joke started that, with my friends. You said, I said, he left you at a Taco Bell, and you go, For weeks. <laughs> and then kind of paused, and I was like, he left you there for, like, a couple of minutes. <laughs> 
It must have felt like it must have felt like weeks, but Tara, let's be how real. is he? He left me at a Taco Bell. Like I would tell everyone I he knew that he left. I told me at a Taco every Bell. single person I could. Put it out like on a CNN scroll. Oh my god, it was Tara so funny. left at Taco Bell. Yeah, but my friends were like, "Hey, remember when that guy left you at a Taco Bell?" And I'm like, "I sure do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even get a taco. No. But he, you know, we eventually made amends. He's just he's at a Taco Bell, not at a Taco Bell. Though that oh. would have been really poetic. Oh, no, yeah, full we, circle moment. We did end up, you know, becoming like he is. He is a person I'm on good terms with. You know, like mm-hmm. we were both just like very young. I was very dramatic. He was very like no, he was just not a good boyfriend and yeah. not in the position to be in a relationship. And we just didn't work well. But eventually became friendly. If I see him, which is so rare, I say hey. Give him a big yeah. hug. Say, how you doing? Took us a minute to get there, but. <laughs> I imagine so. You should get him like a Taco Bell gift card for Christmas or something. Oh, sure. Oh, that'd he be great. would have no idea what I was talking about. LOL. He would Which be like, one what of is Corey's this? boyfriends do you think is most likely to leave her at a Taco Bell? Jess Mariano. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dean would take her home, for sure. 100%. And like, Logan would like, you know, like he did in, um. Oh, uh, yeah. When he left, he, left, he left money left on the, the table for the tab and for a cab. So, like, yeah. the very least. But he left her inside at a place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I could have gone inside the Taco Bell. And I think eventually I did while I waited for my friend. Luckily, yeah. it was summertime. It was, like, the end of the school yeah. year. It wasn't like it was pouring down rain, sleeting, tornadoing. No. No. None of those are for but the right still, season. <laughs> yeah. I just I, – I forgot about that moment until I looked at this question. <laughs> How could you forget? And I was like – Technically, it wasn't public, but like it was in kind of a public space. It wasn't in the privacy where you kind of deserve the space to be broken up with. Correct. Like in the middle of a dance floor is not great. No. Getting left at a Taco Bell, not great. Also not great. (laughs) So that is my story about being dumped publicly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was a little self-inflicted. A little Taco Bell, if you will. (laughs) My little Taco Bell, the bell of the ball. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always 
new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Okay, so next question. Have you ever made out with someone while staring intensely at another person on the bleachers? Or have you ever made out, like the follow-up to this is, have you ever made out with slash flirted with someone to make someone else jealous? And like, I probably have, yes. Can you explain the Gilmore reference of that? Yeah, Jess making out with Shane on the bleachers at the dance marathon, oh, staring right, at Rory. right, right. Okay, yes. For some reason, I like couldn't conceptualize that to be Rory. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I was like, what is going on? So it was Jess. Yes. Yeah. No, I have never done it in such a vindictive way. Mm. I think I've been a part of vindictive making out, but I don't think, I think I was the Shane. Oh, Okay interesting like it was like at someone's it wasn't like at a party where i was like like (laughs) i wasn't involved in the party yeah like it was like we were at a bar and these other people were having a birthday party and me and this guy from the party that i was there with a friend i didn't know these people Mm -hmm. and he was like talking to me and he i was like um i think he was like 28 and i was like 23 and he Mm. said like the most disgusting thing like at the time being 23 like i hadn't really like i didn't really understand like the implications of this which i totally should have but he was like how old are you and i was like 23 and he said i love 23 year olds they don't have any rules (gasps) right and i think he was like 28 30 and i was like at the time i was like I know. I was like, at the time I had been like drinking, I was there with my friends. I was like, fun. This really hot guy is like very interested in me. But then like this girls walk by and they were, they said something and I thought they were saying it directed negatively at me. Mm. But like upon further reflection as an adult, I think that they were trying to like get me away from this guy. Oh, okay. But there was very clearly something. I think that he was the ex of the birthday girl, oh. but he was there. And like, I was like kind of trying to keep up with the drama of it, but he and I made out. <laughs> okay. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, that's how like that went. But then like, it was like, I was then suddenly like a part of the birthday party. And I was like, I don't know any of you. You all are like five Friends. to like nine years older than me yeah you all seem to went to college together uh-huh. these two you're wearing a sash and you're staring at me like <gasps> you are unsure of what's going on he keeps staring at you too oh no <laughs> and i was just like admittedly what a fun time <laughs> sure as long as i had but, a good time but yeah. yeah it's so interesting when you're not really aware of all the players uh-huh. and like to be on any end of that like is uncomfortable but to be the person who doesn't quite know who's involved with who and like what role you play and all that and i was already a third wheel because i was with one of my friends like i was with two of i guess like a fifth wheel because two of my friends were there one of them was with her boyfriend and one of them like the boyfriend's friend was the person that she was trying to like connect with like Mm -hmm. get with do that whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i don't know if they ended up dating Mm -hmm. but she was like trying to connect with him and so i was there trying to like i don't know i guess i was just with them mm. so i kind of like ended up in this birthday party because like the four of them were like all together wow so i was just like found someone else to hang out with and i ended up in a birthday party being the vindictive make out in a love triangle but not really in a make out triangle 
Yeah. And it was definitely not a make-out triangle because he I didn't make out with third person. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it was like a lot of like purposeful staring, but yeah. the staring was not happening at me. Got it. Okay. But, uh, Interesting. You know, but I was just young enough that it was like, I mean, 23 is not that young, but like being in the city in New York and being surrounded by people that are older than you, oh, yeah. you instantly feel like a baby. Yes. And I think I was like young enough that I was like, I don't have any rules. He told me so. So yeah. like, <laughs> I'm no. just having fun. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of like yeah. what Shane was doing. She's like, I'm just here to have fun. There's this yeah. guy who really likes me, I think, but maybe not. I don't know. They seem to have like, we never really find out what the nature of their relationship is. They seem to have a very yeah. like casual we don't really know where this is going kind of relationship, but we're always together. Yeah. And like, I, we never really find out what that relationship was because we receive such secondhand information. I will say Jess was kind of mean to Shane during this mm-hmm. process. And I will say this man was not mean to me. Well, he was good. very nice. He was very charming. Like it was like a very positive situation, but it was just like not also because like it was very purposeful staring at this other girl so it was like he it wasn't in such a way that i like felt like he was you know like you i mean i definitely was probably being used but like it was like he was really nice and it wasn't like a bad situation you didn't feel disrespected exactly yes yeah okay because even at the end of the night he was like it was so nice to meet you like (laughs) like we just we kind of just parted and it was like that was it he like bought all my drinks very very nice guy yeah i wonder if they're together now (laughs) well i wish them well I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story that comes to mind that is one of my favorite kind of full circle moments that I think you will really love that I don't think I've ever told you before. You know I love full circle moments. So this starts long before the actual like flirting to make someone jealous starts. So (laughs) bear with me as I go back to like the eighth grade. (laughs) This was not when this happened. Whoa. When I was in the eighth grade. We're traveling back in time. We are. It's 2005. When I was in the eighth grade, my cousin, who is the same age as me, he was going to a private Catholic school, which was down the street from my house. Now, all of the eighth graders that year had to do a school play, and their school play that year was Oliver. So we all went to see it. (laughs) I had the biggest crush on the kid who played the Artful Dodger. I did not know who he was, but I was like, that boy is cute. And I, you know. Is it because Rory called Jess Dodger? No. But isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So funny. (laughs) So I had the biggest crush on the kid who played the Artful Dodger. My cousin, in an effort to, like, see if there could be some matchmaking there, he showed (laughs) the Artful Dodger my picture, and the Artful Dodger was like, she's cute, but she's like a six. (gasps) He called me a six. He called you a six? Yes. And I was like, ew, fuck that guy. Oh, my God. So that was 2005. Fast forward, it is 2012, I'm a senior in college, and I am at the house of this guy who is my recent ex-boyfriend. Okay. We were, like, very heavily involved my junior year, my senior year. Um, we had broken up. It was very dramatic. He actually was starting to kind of see peop- other people in the department, like, hook up with girls in the department, some of whom were my friends. It was very heartbreaking. I was having a really difficult time. But his house was yeah. kind of the party house. So I was there one night, and he was, you know, like, flirting with someone there, And I remember wanting to leave that night. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to watch this. I don't know why I keep coming over to this house. Like, I want to hang out with my friends. But, like, this guy lives here. And it's really hard to watch him flirt with other people knowing our history. Yeah. So a couple of the guys who were in the theater department, they walk in. And they had this friend with them. And I was like, man, that guy is really cute. It's the Artful Dodger. (gasps) I knew it. <laughs> and to I be. was like, because like they kept calling him this nickname that I remember he had in the eighth grade. 
And I was like, oh, my God, that's the Artful Dodger. So he sits down next to me and we just start chatting and he is flirting with me so hard. And I was like, oh, am I still six? Still six. Exactly. (laughs) So it ruffled some feathers in the house because my ex-boyfriend did not like that. Because he can flirt, but you can't. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Why is everyone the worst? (laughs) <laughs> but it was just such a delicious full circle moment. We like, you know, we saw each other a few times after that, me and the Artful Dodger. There was definitely a little uh, a little flirtation going on. Did you ever call him out? Like, hey, when we were... So, <gasps> during COVID, he was messaging me on... He was DMing me on Instagram. And he was like, I think trying to reminisce on the time that like we had spent together, which was like at this point, 10 years prior. And he was like, remember when we met? And I was like, I do remember when we met. (laughs) And he was like, I will never forget the first minute I saw you. Like I blah, 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 blah. And I said, actually, I remember the first moment I saw you. It was in 2005. You played the Artful Dodger and Oliver. And he was like, what? (laughs) He said, actually, that is not the first moment that you saw me. (laughs) And I told him, I don't think I, I don't remember if I told him I said, you said I was a six. I would. I did. I did tell him. And he was like, I cannot believe you remember that. I was like, hell yeah, I remember that. So it's, that's why I feel comfortable sharing this. Six. six. And yeah, I do. Like, that's why I feel comfortable sharing the story is because like, that is a ha ha funny joke between the two of us. Yeah. He was like bewildered by that. He was like, I can't believe you remembered me from that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Don't ever test a 13-year-old girl who has a crush. She will remember that for forever. But it was also mostly because he said I was a six. Oh, for sure. We should stop teaching boys numbers. We really should. We should remove that from the boy curriculum. Only girls can know numbers. I hate when guys are like, oh, yeah, you're a six, you're a ten, you're a blah, blah, blah. She's a a ten, but I'm like, remember that trend? I loved that trend. (laughs) He's a ten, but... And I think it's more so I liked it because it was like women. It was like, yeah, it's always like he's a 10, but he like only washes himself in lemon scented products. Like, <laughs> like it was always like something Silly. really innocuous. Yeah. But like when men would do it, it's like yeah. she's a 10, but like she's a brunette and I like blondes. Like, yeah, it was, it was so it, dumb. It, it was, was like so they shallow. couldn't grasped the concept of it like men were using it incorrectly yeah it's like but it it was more of like he's a 10 but he calls his mom six times a day so it's like he's a he's an eight he's a seven yeah yeah. no totally it was an interesting uh it was an interesting trend for a while but that always reminded me of that story yeah oh man so funny have you ever changed your mind on something that you've been working towards or made an unexpected choice like Marie choosing Yale over Harvard. Yes. Tell me about it. It was um, leaving New York. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just like it was one of those things I was like, I had never considered it. I'd lived there for almost six years at that point. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was leaving because it was because of the pandemic. My lease was up and I didn't like we weren't working in person. And my parents were like, you've been alone for three months. Why don't you just move home for a little while and then you can go back And I, like, fully left with, like, telling everyone I was going to be back. But, like, internally, I was, like, I know I'm leaving here for good. Really? And it's, like, while I was there, I was, like, I'm going to be buried in, like, this, like, the concrete 
on the sidewalk here in New York City. Mm-hmm. And like that's how like much I was like dedicated to being there and loved being there. And like, you know, like I had a snow globe in my room from the time I was little with New York City in it. I was like, this is my biggest dream. But then I left and I was like, that was exactly what I needed to do. Wow. And it was like I I knew the moment like when I like when we like crossed into Jersey and like we left, I was like, I'll never live there again. Wow. Like I knew in my heart and I was like, this is so right. And I think that was true for her too, where it was like, even like Lorelai knew that she would figure out what was right for her. And it just kind of like fell into place. Like mm-hmm. despite the fact that like both of them kind of were like really resistant to anything else. I was like that. I was very resistant to it. Cause like, I think a lot of like transplants in New York city, who move from someplace else, they have that sense of, like, if I leave, I'm a failure. Because mm. it's, like, I couldn't make it there, quote, unquote. Yep. But it's, like, I – and I had that feeling for a long time. But when I left, I was, like, I was done. And, like – Yeah. They say that there's a time to come to New York and there's a time to leave. And, like, I've yeah. definitely been of that mind in the past where it's, like, if I leave, I've failed. But yeah. I do find that, like – my mindset has changed so much, especially with the pandemic, because so many people were forced out just because, like, everything changed. Yeah. And also that really changed a lot of people's goals, perspective, etc., you know? Yeah. So I don't necessarily see it as a failure. I just see it as, like and, – and I'm glad that I'm not in that mindset anymore because it alleviates yeah. the pressure. I think when you are in the arts, there is this pressure to survive and thrive and succeed in New York. And there's a very specific definition on that for – you know, yeah. depending on what you're trying to pursue, that I think is just a stigma that has to be broken because I don't think that your measurement of success should be defined by what you do or how long you struggle or, you know, if you stay with a permanent address in New York City, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that too came with like the end of like what I had thought I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I went there to work in theater. And at some point I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But like it was so tied to like me being in New York. And when I left, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. And it turned out I was going to get on TikTok and start talking about Gilmore Girls. And here you are. (laughs) And here we are now. And it's just like I've – I am like a level of happy that I couldn't have been there because like I couldn't figure out who this person I am now is while being there. Yeah. And – um. As Billie Eilish says, um, I'm happier than ever. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I think that it's a really brave choice to leave New York and to uproot yourself from anywhere and be like, I'm going to move home and regroup. I didn't realize how much it was going to affect my anxiety to like leave, to be like, oh, my skin doesn't vibrate anymore. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think it's one of those things like I almost like when I made the decision, I was like kind of like performative is the wrong word, but like I was sad about it with people who are like oh my gosh I can't believe you're leaving I was like I know but like in my like in in my mind I was like I'm ready <laughs> like I'm I didn't ready. like really yeah. like talk to anyone about that because I was just like everyone's like I can't believe you're leaving I'm so sad and I was like I know that's like, like I can't wait till you come back and I was like yeah yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah but like I mean I feel like part of it is because of like one of the reasons that Rory went to Yale was like when she went to Harvard she would be, like, really starting over with her community. Like, she – her dad and Gigi lived nearby in Cherry. But, mm. like, other than that, she didn't have anyone. Like, she was very far away from Stars Hollow and her grandparents and, like, everyone that she knew. And, like, being at Yale meant that she got to keep that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, moving back home, I got to have, like, my family close again. Yeah, so I that feel like sense that, of familiarity yeah. and support. Yeah. Yeah. I love that yeah. story. 
Again, I just think it's very brave. I think that, like I mentioned before, someone has always said, like, there's a time to come to New York and there's a time to leave. And I've always felt like I was going to be buried here. I still kind of feel that way. Yeah. I don't know for sure. And I always love it. Like, oh, I love New New York. York. But I used to be very confused when people would leave. I would be like, what do you mean you're leaving? This is New York. What do you mean? Same. Like, I had friends from Georgia who, like, went and then came back. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But then... I did it and I was like it's not a matter of like it's not the leaving it's the like reasoning yeah and it's like I feel more like my like as I get older I feel more and more like myself because I felt like I moved there and like was trying to be someone yeah and then I left and I let myself be who I was yeah yeah and I was like yeah and here we are and And you guys get to witness me being myself that's true (laughs) which I love I love that I get to be here for the journey yeah have you ever been held captive by your grandma watching ballroom dancing? We both checked this off, but it's less that I've been held captive by my grandma watching ballroom dancing. It's more that like when I lived with my grandma during COVID, I love my grandma so much and I cherish the time that I spent with her. However, watching television with my grandma is a, a challenge sometimes because she loves to talk <laughs> during it. Like we were watching Maisel mm. and she would always like be yelling at the TV being like, where are your children? And she'd like turn and look <laughs> at me and be like, she turned look at me and be like, why is she swearing so much? We didn't talk like this. We didn't talk like this at all. Why is she using the F word so much? Every other word is the F word. Why? I didn't talk like this because my grandma, like she was, she grew up in yeah. Brooklyn, um, raised her family in Long Island. Like she's a New York lady. And she's like, what yeah. is this? I don't get it. Like she just, she loves to talk during, during the watching. And yeah. so it reminded me of Emily and Rory sitting there when she's like, that's so-and-so and Shirley Ballas and they're doing the blah, blah, blah. Look at that move. They couldn't do that. That was illegal. Yeah. And don't you like this? And do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> See, mine is like kind of similar to Emily's, but like a little bit different because my grandma loves Hallmark and loves yes. Lifetime. So like, but with Hallmark movies, they're like all the same actors. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be watching one and she'll be like, okay, now she's in this other one. And the guy that she's into is her brother in that one. And the brother meets a girl and then they become friends. And I'm like, well, let's watch this one. Yeah. Uh, like, and then she'll be like, okay, now this guy, he is the cupcake shop owner in this one. But in another one, he's the doctor. And I'm just like, okay, but let's watch this one. <laughs> Like, I I don't know what's going on in this now because I think he's a cupcake shop owner slash ER doctor. And, like, how did he end up with that sort of career? I love that. So it's, that. like, that one. Or, like, she gets those, like, straight-to-DVD, like, Christian movies. Yeah. Where it, and, like, with, like, oh, what is that man's name? Kirk Cameron? Is that who it yeah, is? Yeah, Kirk Cameron, who used to be on Growing Pains. Yeah, I've seen, like, every movie with him. Like, the, the like, straight-to-DVD ones. And there's this one, I forget what the name of it is, but I've seen it, like, probably like six times and she's like have you seen this one and i'm like yes and she's like well let's watch it again and i'm like okay, <laughs> okay <grandma. laughs> and i think it's the Sounds one about good. this girl running i forget what like the plot of it is but she's a cross-country runner <laughs> oh my god i've seen it so many times but like i don't really remember i just remember the running scene wow but, yeah so like i'll sit on her couch and watch Hallmark movies because she loves that. But the other thing is she likes to read too. And so like I introduced her how to e-read so she can make the font as big as she wants to. Oh, nice. So she'll like want me to come download books. <laughs> so she'll like keep me there until I teach her how to like get the new books. Yeah. And then she'll come right back over so that I can teach her again. Wow. And so like, yeah. Oh my God. But my favorite is the, he is in this one and he's her sister. Yes. They're making out now, but he's her sister in the other one. <laughs> 
I love that. And I love that she knows all of them. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. My grandma also loves watching those uh, Hallmark and Lifetime. Yeah. Specifically, like, the Christmas movies, which yes. was on recently. They were doing a Christmas in July special. So Brett and I yeah. went to visit my grandma a couple weeks ago, and she had it on. And we were just laughing. And then we ended up watching, like, one of those cheesy Christmas They're good. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's lighthearted. I love it. Yeah. What a good time. Have you ever ordered food to rate the delivery guys? No. No. But I did one. Speaking of the guy who left me at a Taco Bell. <gasps> I was dating another guy my junior year and Taco Bell guy and I weren't speaking. And so I ordered a pizza to be delivered. Me and my boyfriend were having like a little movie night. And then when I hung up the phone, I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, that sounds an awful lot like Taco Bell guy. Turns out it was. I remember texting my friend and being like, hey, do you know if Taco Bell guy works at X pizza company. And she was like, yeah, he does. And I was like, oh my God, I think that's a conflict of interest. I think I just ordered a pizza (laughs) from him. And so my, my boyfriend at the time went down and it was super uncomfortable. And he came back upstairs because we both threw 20 bucks in, even though this was Connecticut in 2012, like a pizza shouldn't have cost that much money, but I gave him a 20 and he had a 20 and I said, where's the change? And he said, no, I gave him the whole thing. I said, why? Even $40? He gave him all of it. He was like, no, keep the change. He was like so <gasps> arrogant. I felt horrible. I felt so bad. You're like, can um, I have my $20 back? Exactly. I was like, you owe me $20. <laughs> yeah. I had to pay for your peacocking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was totally peacocking. I was like, what were you doing? I remember going to my parents' house the next night. And my mom was like, so how are things going? And I was like, they've been going well, but let me tell you about what happened last night. Yeah. And she was like, that's really, really you rude. pizza from Taco Bell Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought uh, you were going to say that he delivered the pizza and you opened the door and he was there. Which would have been equally... Equally as uncomfortable. I was already anticipating it. So that's why I had my ex-boyfriend. I was like, you need to go down there because I don't want to go down there. Yeah. Would have saved you money to go down there, though. It would have. I would have had 20 more dollars than I do right now. Yeah. So that's my story. It wasn't to rate him, and it definitely wasn't purposeful, but that's my delivery. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to rate him a six just because that seems to be a theme in my life. Have you ever had an Emily in her robe smoking a cigarette mental breakdown? Menti B. And you yeah. were, yes. <laughs> it was more of like a, um, like I was getting ready to go somewhere yeah. and like I was like full glam in my robe and this person canceled on me <gasps> and it was kind of like the final straw <laughs> and my roommate and uh, his boyfriend were there and I kind of just like lost my mind a little bit i didn't have a cigarette but like boy would that have been a nice prop to have this breakdown yeah because <laughs> yeah. like a lot of things were going on and this was just that one where i was like no yeah oh my god so it wasn't quite the level of that because like she kind of like gave up on her whole life for like quite a while totally <laughs> well it's also moreover that she like just turned into a completely like unraveled human which i yeah. have before like i've had mental breakdowns like i have gone you know, a little over the edge um, yeah. and kind of losing it and falling like apart. The appearance was what really triggered me because I just remember being like full glam, full curled hair, like everything looked great except I didn't have my outfit on and I just had my robe on. 
I love that for you. So it was the look. <laughs> it was really the look that encapsulated all of it. Yeah. I've never been like in a robe, cigarette in hand. I mean, I've never smoked a cigarette or Me neither, but all. like I just want it as a prop. <laughs> I just want it to just for emphasis, you know? Yeah, I just want a prop cigarette. <laughs> I know. I love it. Have you ever opened a dream business with your best friend? Yes, we have. <gasps> We have, have a, a business. business. I also did that with my thrift shop with um, yeah. my best friend during COVID. So it's been a lot of fun to like pursue these endeavors with people that yeah. I love and like build something really cool and fun and beautiful. You know, I will say I, I didn't check this off. I wrote next to it because I didn't start a business with my best friend. I started a business with a stranger. That's true. Who then <laughs> and, ended up becoming one of my yeah. best friends. Exactly. Like, was it like we like plotted and planned this? It was totally. like somehow... I started a business with a stranger <laughs> and then that she... was a dream business that like somehow turned into a business as we did this because we yeah. didn't expect all this to happen. No, definitely But yeah, not. a dream business where you talk about Gilmore Girls yeah. as the business model. Literally. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Amazing. Yeah. I know. So No notes. We actually talked this about that our on our episode on uh, this past Friday about uh, kind of the ins and outs of how we started Gilmore to Say, yeah. which was originally called Written in the Stars. So yeah, we talked about that a lot. The origin story of us. Yeah. So fun. Have you ever said I love you and then ran away? I haven't. But from the look on your face. You, you checked it off. I did? You did. That can't be real. Because <laughs> I have never done that. Okay. That's okay. I have a story kind of similar to that. Okay. I did not tell someone I loved them and then ran away. But when I was in the eighth grade, I was quote unquote dating. I was in the eighth grade. I was 13. It's eighth grade dating. Yeah, I was eighth grade dating. (laughs) This guy who was really nice, really cute, but like a total weirdo. And so there were times when I was just like, you know, that feeling where you're just like, I like you, but sometimes you kind of give me the ick. Yeah. You kind of like made me feel weird because I don't know. Because we're in eighth grade. Because we're in the eighth grade. And my best friend was like, do you want to break up with him? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do, but I don't know. Like, I am very bad at hurting people's feelings. And so my best friend went up to him in the middle of the hallway and said, Tara just wants to be friends and then ran away. <gasps> that poor guy. I know. And then he came up to me and he was like, hey, um, your friend came up and said this really weird thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why she said that. Oh, man, that didn't work out for you, did it? No, it didn't. Kind of rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, she was like, do you want me to do that? And I was like, "I maybe. Like, I, you know, I was 13. Yeah. I was like, I Your don't Your punishment know. for this is you have to stay with him. <laughs> In fact, we're still together. <laughs> we never broke up. Brett. <laughs> and his name is Brett. <laughs> and now you know the real story. I love how many jokes of, like, things that we're talking about, like, hilarious things from your past about boys and then we'll say and his name is Is Brett Brett. and everybody welcome to the stage Brett Brett and then he comes out of your bedroom (laughs) da-da-da da-da-da waving at everyone (laughs) have you ever rehearsed like Kirk for a date did I check this off because yes (laughs) yes you did (laughs) I remember I was going through this phase where I just like I'm I'm a shy person. I am like an yeah. introverted person. Like it takes a second to like get get to the the, the root of me to like, you know, yeah. get, get get to me. To get Haley. Yeah. And like I was nervous and like my friend was like, You guys are just getting to know each other. It doesn't matter if he likes you, it's a matter of you deciding that you like him. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I don't know how to get there and do that. Mm-hmm. Like I was like so I just like was out of touch, you know? It was just like that phase where you like you go out and you meet someone, but I was like, 
doing the dating app. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this. And I was just nervous about it. So my friend was like, okay, have a conversation with me. Like, you don't know me. And I was like, I can't do that. And so she was like, like, what do you do? And I would be, I would like go into too in depth. Like we were like practicing how to respond to these questions. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit like, I was not filming myself. Yeah. But she was like, she'd like give me feedback. <laughs> this feels so much like Lorelai and Rory practicing when Rory has to tell Dean that she kissed Dean. Tristan. <laughs> and she's like, Dean. Right, left side Rory. Right side not left so side's cool. Right side not so cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it felt like where I was just like it was just like getting to know me like I was like I don't know how to do this in such a way she's like and what would you ask him in response I was like I don't know and she's like that's the part that matters it doesn't matter what you're saying to him it's like you need to be engaged and I was like right and so it's just like practice questions (laughs) but then I went and I was still nervous but I was prepared you were prepared I had I didn't I didn't have flashcards I wanted to like be like okay this is what I do for a job now what do you do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> How very Periscaler of you. Yeah. But um, it was just one date. I didn't really like him. But that's okay. It, it was the like the it doesn't matter if he likes you. It doesn't matter if you like him. Like you. That's what you're. Yeah. You're just getting here. to know each other. Yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. And I was like, this is good. But yeah. Um, yeah. If you ever need someone to like, you know, rehearse a date with you. Let me know. <laughs> She's available. <laughs> it is a service I offer, including marrying people. There you go. I could help you practice for your date, and then I could officiate your wedding. Someone an ordained minister. Perfect. Amazing. Done. Sold. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Have you ever friend zoned a Marty? Okay. Can I? <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I don't know why I'm going to tell you this. This is like one of those things that like I've never said this to anyone. <gasps> Ever. Okay. Like, I've never mentioned this to a single person in my entire life. This is one of those things that, like, I want it to go to the grave with me because, like, I'm pretty sure that this is the reason why it has never worked out between me and a boy. Like, I've mentioned before, I've never been in a relationship and I think it's because of this. I think it's karma. Like, I think it is because of this moment from middle school. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to reveal something. I've literally never told anyone this before. (gasps) Ever. And it is, like, literally... It's one of those things that, like, I feel so ashamed of it because it, but, like, the story is, like, the quintessential, like, middle school story. Okay. Like, this is, it is going to date this story so specifically to being in middle school. Okay. But, like, I'm convinced this is the reason why I've never been in a relationship because karma was not my boyfriend. Like, okay. karma, That's all that if was it is a god, it was his god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so maybe if you release it, maybe it'll help. Yeah, maybe this will help my like karmic energy. You okay. know, maybe maybe that's what's been wrong with me all this time. Because you've never released moment. it. You've never told anybody I know. this. Truly, I've never I've never told my sisters. Like no one has known this, and it's not like something so bad. But like I felt terrible about it. Okay, even after I did it. Okay. So I think this was in seventh grade. Uh-huh. But like there was this boy. I won't say what his name was, and like unless he's like kept up with me which like I wouldn't <laughs> but he was you know like I was never into him he was kind of like you know like a weird seventh grade boy you know like boys were weird at that time either they like yeah. you found them cute or they were just like weird and he fell into like he's just weird category for me and on MySpace, <laughs> he sent me a message telling me how 
much he liked me and how pretty he thought I was and that he thought I was really cool. And he would like to eat lunch with me because he wanted to get to know me so that I could be his girlfriend. He sent genuinely, like, I wish I could still access my MySpace to find this message if I didn't delete it because, like, how nice for a seventh grade boy to send that to you. That's so nice. Isn't that really, really nice? What did you say? (laughs) I'm so nervous. I've never said this to anyone. I will say I have since looked up this man. He is happily married. He has kids. I donated money to his church. Like, I felt so bad about this that I was like, it's one of those things that I think about so often because like I messaged him back and I was like, absolutely not like I will not entertain this at all I don't remember exactly what I said but I was like literally no like no not a chance (laughs) he was so nice but like it was I just was so mean and I was not a mean person yeah but it was like I was mean and he messaged me back and he said I understand could you just not tell anyone about this and I said it's too bad I have friends over they already know Which was a fucking lie. (gasps) Like, can you, like, I feel like you guys should, like, turn this off and never talk to me ever again. Like, I've literally never told this to anyone. Listen, we all make mistakes. You (laughs) were in the seventh grade. You were 12. But I was like, I I literally named people who were there. Like, because it was friends of mine. And I didn't even tell them. And it was, like, one of those things I was like, I was kind of embarrassed that he liked me. But, like, he is now very attractive. And his wife is beautiful. And they have two gorgeous kids. And they're church got a nice donation from me um because <laughs> i literally looked him up and it was like literally the day that i looked him up and like clicked into his wife and like i even like clicked into his wife's story and she was asking for donations for their church and i was like yep except done gave them 50 dollars. <laughs> wow because i was so and like i was like no it's too late whatever and he never responded to that like i was like they already know like i don't know like so sorry whatever and i never told anyone about it ever like and I feel like I should like write him a message like I never told anyone like this was also the nicest thing that anyone could have said to me and it was like the last time someone said something nice to me which is (gasps) not true but it was like I was like that was like the one and only time in my entire life that anyone has ever asked me to be their girlfriend (laughs) and I'm pretty sure it's because I was a fucking bitch about it but I was a teenager who like barely he was like barely a teenager yeah Look, but it, like yes it was it was I definitely was like not great what so you did. mean <laughs> but i can guarantee you that every single person who's listening has done something like this that they're super embarrassed about and, and that like, they feel really space. horrible about oh, and that I they understand horrible. like you know was wrong but that's because i don't they understand to the renovations now. of their church though yes you did <laughs> yes you did Oh, thank you for sharing that. That was really oh brave gosh. because like I I definitely know what it's like to carry a lot of shame about things that you did when you were a child. Yeah. And can I, I say think- I didn't friend zone him? <laughs> that was not friend zone. That's true. You did not friend zone him. You that completely was demolishing shut him down. A yeah. uh, young boy. Yeah. Um, oh, but, but his again, wife is literally so beautiful. Good. I hope they're very happy. Yeah. It sounds he like they very are. Happy. Oh. Yeah. Haley, thank you for sharing that. That's and I just want to message him and be like, that's the only time that ever happened for me. Like, I need you to know that. That like know. your karmic energy like lived on and proud. Yeah. I don't know that he'd yeah. I don't know that he'd necessarily be like, good. Good. <laughs> did you ever see him again after that? Well, I mean, we went to school together. Yeah, but how did we that went, go? 
We went to school together until I was a senior in high school. And did you ever speak again? Never. <gasps> I never, ever spoke to this man ever again. Had you spoken man, to him before man, that? Boy. We, like, had classes together. And, like, we sat nearish near each other. But, like, you we guys had never... friends. No. It was, like, that, like, cold call asking someone to be your girlfriend that you For do real. in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, I will say, like... He was not one of my friends. He was not in friends with, like, my friends. Mm -hmm. He was, like, and it's, like, such a such a middle school thing to say, like, he was of the weirdos. Mm. And he probably wasn't. But, like, it was just, like, the perception of, like, the people that I hung out with. But it was, like, I was so worried about being perceived, how I was being yeah, perceived. Totally. But not by this man who literally told me how pretty and how nice he thought I He told me how nice he thought I was. Oh, no. And I was, like, and I crushed him. And yeah. made him feel like he should be embarrassed for liking me, oh. which is maybe like why I, why I can't make a relationship work because the moment someone likes me, I'm like, no, why you have bad taste? <laughs> they do not why have bad taste. <laughs> they have great, excellent but, um, taste. But I'm glad that yeah. you shared that because I think that like yeah. it's okay to feel very bad yeah. about something that you've you did in the past that like you're so ashamed that you did that and behaved that way because you would never behave that way now but like or like I never would have behaved that way in then. real life it was like the first and only time I've ever online bullied I don't yeah. think it was bullying so much as like maybe it was kind of bullying but like I don't know <laughs> well it was more over like hiding behind a screen and yes. like being yeah. mean for no reason because you felt like there were no repercussions to that not thinking about yeah. you know the impact of the person on the other end of it, which is something super important and not something we really knew about when MySpace was a thing because we're talking right? about, what, 2003, 2004? So, like, it was yeah. – we didn't really know what we were doing and we had access to something that was about to turn into something much bigger than us. And, yeah. again, I'm not excusing what you did. You know that what no. you did was mean. It but was like, so mean. But you were a, a child, you were a child. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Like, it was it was and to be fair, if he if he had done that to me in person, I probably would have been too shy. Yeah. But it was just like I was going through a phase. I had a really mean friend at the time. Like mm. she was really mean to people. Mm -hmm. And like I felt like I was like in not to like excuse it, but I felt like I was like in her circle because like she wasn't being mean to me. Mm. And so I was like, this is how you should talk to people because she had lots of boyfriends, mm. you know, as you do, like, quote unquote, as we talked about middle school. Sure, boyfriends. sure, sure. And so, um, yeah, I just <gasps> was so mean to him. Oh, I'm and so sorry. He was so nice to me. And um, as we've been talking here, I'm like, oh, what a good setup for a romance novel. <laughs> Man, you're right. Ain't that it? Yeah. So if uh, that appears in a future book of mine, now you, you know why know. you know the origin story. You knew first. Wow. And literally first, because I've genuinely that was going to go to the grave with me. Wow. But I'm glad you released it. I'm glad you yeah, shared I released it. it. Yeah. And now I will get a boyfriend tomorrow. <laughs> I hope so. Honestly, that's what we're all hoping for. <laughs> I could have had such a nice boyfriend in seventh grade. You could have, but also maybe you would have had your best friend go up to him and say, Tara just wants to be friends. Haley just wants to be friends. <laughs> you did friend zone someone. There you go. And it didn't pan out for you. I have friend zoned several people. I've had to. That's like my quote unquote, I like Logan moment. Because I That's think kind that of how mean. it felt. It felt like, I like Logan, but yeah. a little meaner. Very mean. <laughs> with the with like the aid of MySpace. <laughs> there you go. Man, yeah. MySpace. What a throwback. Yeah.
right. Moving on to season five. Have you ever gone to Europe and had two glasses of wine at lunch? And you said yes. Yeah. You just came back. Well, I just got back from Europe and I didn't drink, but I had been before. That's right. Oh, yeah. I have too. I've been to Europe and I've had two glasses of wine at lunch. Sometimes three. I did have two gelatos after lunch this last time I went. So Mm. similar, but different. Yeah. Oh, but what an iconic moment. I know. God, she's such an icon. Love her. I love it. Have you ever waited for someone for eight years like Luke did for Lorelai? Yeah, I did. For eight years? I was on and off with someone for eight years. We didn't, I didn't wait necessarily like Luke did for Lorelai, but like I started dating someone. I think I've talked about it on pod, maybe on Patreon. I started dating someone when I was my in my freshman year of college, like first couple of weeks we met and immediately started dating them broke up and then we were on and off for years Mm. after that for eight years we the last time we got back together was in 2017 and so that was yeah eight years 2009 to 2017 we were more off than on but like basically once a year we revisited getting back together yeah but not like in the sense that luke kind of just like pined Pined. for eight years no i did spend my fair share of time pining but i was in other relationships case in point taco bell Taco Bell. Yeah. Man. Taco Bell and the Artful <laughs> Dodger. That's going to be the name of my memoir. <gasps> Ooh, good. Right? That's a good one. <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met your boyfriend's family after a couple of days of dating or less than two weeks, which would be like Rory and Logan? No. I have. I actually met Brett's family. This is a little bit of a different circumstance. But I met Brett's family, like, the week we decided to get together. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. Yes. So the difference is, is that Brett and I had been in each other's lives. We had been friends. He had talked to his yeah. mom about me in the past. Like, you know, hi, Nancy. You weren't, like, a brand new person. I was not a, like, total brand new, never heard about this girl before stranger. So we got together officially on Valentine's Day and how cheesy i know we we throw up all the time thinking about it (laughs) but later that week his mom and stepdad were coming in from out of town and his sister and her boyfriend live here in the city so they were all getting together to spend time together that weekend and i ended up meeting them and he very much like gave me the caveat of like if this is too much for you because i know we just like made this official like i get it if it's too much no pressure but, you know. Did you wear your blue dress? I didn't, but I wore a blue sweater. Oh, yeah. nice. I wore a big did chunky they, blue um, sweater. tell you that they weren't, that you weren't good enough for him? No. If they were yeah. thinking it, they didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know Nancy listens. I know. No, she's here right Hi. now. Hi, Nancy. No, that was definitely a she's wonderful. She's never been a Shira. Never. Oh, my God. The <laughs> complete opposite. I definitely think that if you are kind of just fresh and new in a relationship, it can be really intimidating. But Brett and I had known each other and had a yeah. rapport already. So it was really nice. And his nice. family's so nice. Oh, my God. The best. Have you ever met a family of a boyfriend and they just like didn't like you? Like you were just like. I will say that I don't think until meeting Brett's family did I ever, like, mesh really well with a family. Mm. Yeah. I have met families of several different people that I've dated, and it just was like, okay, this is I don't think is... I belong here. Yeah. On that topic, have you ever had someone tell you that you just didn't have it? It's, it wasn't quite so directly as Mitchum does to Rory, but... Mm-hmm. It was more of like, 
you're not going to do this. Like, this is not where you're headed in your life. Like, like this is a hard thing to do. And it's like, it was less about telling me that I didn't have it and more of like already talking about a future that I had in which this is not the career that I was going to have. Right. And it was not hard because like, it wasn't something that I took from this person as, like, the same way that Rory did where it, like, shattered her. Yeah. But it was, like, more of, like, I looked at this person, like, it's, like, the same thing that I kind of look at Mitchum in this moment of, like, if you were so good at this thing that, like, you are renowned in this thing, mm-hmm. why are you looking at me who works for you, It works under you in, like, the same way that Rory and Mitchum did and, like, telling me that, like, you're not someone who can help me get there. Mm. Like, I always think it's a shortcoming of that person. I think it's a shortcoming of Mitchum that he can't mm-hmm. help a young person grow into, like, bettering yeah. themselves. That it's something that it's come naturally. And I, like, really didn't care about this person's opinion. And, like, to be fair, I'd always already kind of, like, moved on from it. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, like, this isn't something that you'll do. But, like, didn't say it that directly. Right. But more of was like, what, what are you doing? What are you going to do now? Mm. me never having expressed that I wasn't going to continue doing it Mm -hmm. so interesting it was a a weird thing where I just kind of like accepted it I almost wanted to like hear what he had to say and it wasn't mean but it was like more of like it wasn't malicious like in the way that it kind of feels like I'm not saying that Mitchum is like necessarily like out together but like you know it just like (laughs) yeah it kind of just felt like the ramblings of someone who doesn't know you that well sure i get that or like what he knew of me yeah but he was like yeah this isn't where you'll be Mm. (laughs) but what are you gonna do now right i was like oh interesting well you know i have to assume that it was something in the arts yeah and like for me i checked this off because like i've had several people tell me i don't have it for a specific job you know as an artist you kind of sign up for that and I feel like it's so much more specific for you as like a performer and like that sort of thing where like you are what you are going to be doing Mm -hmm. like that I don't know it just feels like that rejection like makes sense to get yeah when you sign up to be easier no definitely not rejection is terrible and hard and scary but like when you are a performer you kind of sign up to be rejected almost every day of your life and that is a really hard pill to swallow and so I think that Like, I checked this off because I was like, yeah, I've been told that so many times in my life. But it's something that kind of wears off a little faster as you continue to move through building that career because you're used to hearing the word no. Again, that's kind of what you sign up for. So, yeah, I've had that. And it's hard. It sucks, especially when you feel very right for something. And Rory felt that way. She was like, no, this is all I've ever wanted to be. Yeah. But it's moreover, like, I feel like this question is, you know. Have you ever been rejected from something you were very passionate about? Yeah. And so I definitely feel like I have felt that feeling several times over. Um, Yeah. But it's a career that you kind of unfortunately, but fortunately, stand back up and dust yourself off and try again the next day. And I would say, like, I felt passionately about this thing I was doing. But, like, I was, like, I kind of, like, mentioned, like, in my heart of hearts, I was like, this isn't where I want to be. If I could change the circumstances of the industry, mm-hmm. I would want to be a part of that. But as it sits, I was like, the way that this is being done now is not something I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But having someone tell me that I wasn't going to be a part of it anyways, like confirmed for me that it was like the wrongness of the space in general. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But on that note, have you ever quit college or something big because of one person not believing in you? The only this is going to sound like so like like inspirational poster, (laughs) but the only person that could make me quit something that I really wanted to do is myself. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right in my gut to do something, I won't do it. And if it feels right to me, I will do it. And it is not really going to be because someone else told me that I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I have like a ton of confidence in myself. It's more of like I'm if I'm going to do it, it's going to be because I want to do it. If I don't want to do it, it's going to be because of me. Like, it's I'm going to be the one that decides those things for me. Yeah. And if someone else tells me I can't do it, yeah. like, <laughs> you know? Totally. It's, it's such an inspirational poster. And I, like, don't mean it the way. It's more of just, like, maybe, like, a stubbornness more yeah. so. Yeah. No, I hear maybe that. it is an inspirational poster. I don't no, know. No, I do. I actually <laughs> think that's very inspirational. I wish that I was that kind of person because I do think that sometimes I have – you know, I've not pursued something fully because someone didn't believe in me or didn't have the confidence that I thought I had in myself. I will say that, like, to that point, though, if something's right for me, I feel like I always find my way back to it, even if I step away from it for a minute. Because when I read this question, yes, the the answer is yes. I actually – I didn't quit college, but I was a theater major my freshman year. After one semester, I felt like a small fish in a big pond which was a new feeling for me. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think that I want to do theater right now. So I decided I wanted to pursue music education my second semester freshman year. And then first semester sophomore year, I was like, no, I'm going to do music therapy and started pursuing a psychology degree. I guess it's more so because no one was making you feel like this is what you should do. No one was validating it. No. Rather than a Mitchum figure being like, you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually eventually transferred back to the theater program my second semester sophomore year and I was thriving and I was so happy to be there. It took me a while. I had like a circuitous route to get back, but I ended up back where I was meant to be, even though in the moment, you know, the year prior, I was like, I think I got to go. Yeah. So it was less that no one believed in me. It was moreover that like I wasn't getting the validation that I needed for myself, which I realized like, even while when I went back to the theater department, I didn't get that validation. And I kept going because I was like, no, I know I have something really special. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. But I just didn't have that same feeling. It was almost the reverse of it. You didn't have someone saying, you've got it. Yeah. Versus someone saying, you don't got it. Right. And, like, I can remember moments where people were maybe kind of, not quite like Mitchum, but trying to guide me away from something. Mm-hmm. Like, via, like, they think they're giving it advice. Like, specifically, I remember for the podcast, someone being like, it's kind of hard to start a podcast, like, and actually have people listen to it. And, like, everyone's doing it. Like, I just remember this person who, like, I'm not friends with anymore. But, like, I just remember them being, like, so unsupportive of this thing. And it was, like, not in such a way that they were, like, making me stop. Like, mm-hmm. making me feel so- – but I was just, like, okay, yeah, I know yeah. that. I'm just going to continue on. And, like, yeah, the same what thing are we with, supposed like, to not do those things just because they're, yeah. quote, unquote, hard or because everybody's yeah. doing it? Like, the same thing with writing a book is, like, people are like, it's hard to get a book published and get people to read it and, like, write it and, like, commit to that. And I'm like, okay. And? All right. Yeah. That's (laughs) never stopped me before, so. Yeah. And it's, like, those things that, like, if someone else says something about it and I'm, like, already dead set on it and I know that, like, it'll work out for me because I believe in myself, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's fine. (laughs) There you go. I'm looking at us here with the pod. Like, if I had been, like, yeah, you're right. Too many people have podcasts. There you go. Yeah, you wouldn't be Here here we are. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So now we're moving on to season six. Have you ever not understood the significance of a gift when it's first given to you? I think this can apply to the Birkin bag and the rocket ship. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, this one's a little more obvious than, well, the Birkin bag was kind of obvious, but the rocket ship was a little. She should have known. She should have known who Jane Birkin was. I know. Like, rest in peace, Jane she Birkin. Rest. But like. Yes. No, I fully she agree. She should have known. My best friend, Danielle, um, for my birthday one year, she got me this beautiful name necklace, which like, I love sex in the city. So like the Carrie necklace, but it was a Tara necklace. Oh, Yeah. But she hands it to me and I open it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. So beautiful. And then she goes, it's in your mom's handwriting. <gasps> and I just openly oh. start sobbing at the table. Like my mom is still alive and well. You all know yes. this. <laughs> Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. <laughs> but like she is like my favorite person in the entire world and like our relationship means so much to me. And so like I, it was just like, what a thoughtful gift. Uh, Danielle is my my ride or die best friend. And like yeah. that was symbolic to what kind of friend she is. She's yeah. so thoughtful. Like the meaning behind that, gorgeous, stunning. Yeah. No notes. Wait, that just happened to me over the weekend. Yes. I talked about this on our Patreon episode yesterday. Or no, no, no. I was just telling you about it. Yes. Where um, if you listen to our last Gilmore to Read, we had Tara DeWitt and like the biggest fan of our podcast and of me is my sister-in-law Mandy mm-hmm. and she's just a very very thoughtful person like to the point that she read funny feelings so that she could listen to the podcast episode and know what we were talking about because mm-hmm. she listens regardless like she's not as into Gilmore Girls but she listens to every single episode yeah so like fast forward to over the weekend she was like I have something for you but it's not like a big thing but I'm excited about it and she came over and she was like wrapped up in Christmas wrapping paper and I opened it and it was a framed quote from Tara DeWitt and I was like I don't remember her saying this in funny feelings and on Gilmore to Read I was talking to her about the fact that like she went from being like a notes app you know reading books like writing little like quips down to being like a full-blown you know drafting author and I was talking about how like that's what I was doing and that was like kind of my plan and she gave me some advice and what she had printed out was what Tara DeWitt had said to me on the podcast because I I read it and I was like where was this in the book she was like no she said that to you oh so that I could put it on my desk and have it on my writing desk but she had bought like Etsy paper that had like flowers pressed into the paper so Mm -hmm. it'd be beautiful she bought the frame and this was all like the episode aired on Thursday literally this to me on Sunday so fast and it was so nice it says um just sit down and write bring joy to it Mm -hmm. and it's on my desk and I was like at first, when I opened it, I was like, when did she say this? And yeah. She's like, no, she said that to you. I, I love wanted that. you to have this on your writing desk. And I was like, are you joking? Oh, my God. So it wasn't like, Such I feel like neither gift. of our gifts were like quite a Birkin bag misunderstanding or not even misunderstanding, but like not seeing the significance. How beautiful it was. And yeah. I like literally sat on my desk and I was just like crying looking at it. Yeah. But, um, I love that yeah. so much. Oh, Me my too. God. That's so special. Yeah, Mandy, so that was nice. a damn good gift. I yeah. love gifts she's, like that. She's a good gift giver. Yeah. That's how Danielle is. She's a fantastic gift giver. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of crying. I, I sort of kind of teared up when she was like, it's in her handwriting. <laughs> that one always kills me. I know. Have you ever had a drink named after you like the Rory? We both have. Yeah. By Larissa. By Larissa for meeting Gilmore for our Valentine's Day event, which was so special. I they loved it. So and good. she did the Gilmore to say, which is an amazing drink. Yeah. So good. Meet you and the pod. Yeah. And then our last question, we put season seven slash the revival and we couldn't answer any of these questions because so many random things happen in the season. Yeah. But you wrote added down here. 
gotten pulled over. Yeah. Because Emily Gilmore gets pulled over. She does. I've gotten pulled over, but I'd love to hear your story. Well, I got pulled over twice. The first time I got pulled over, it was it was not me, but like it was the same color car and the same make, but mine was a lot older than the one. And they were like speeding down the highway. Like everyone was like dodging this car because it was just flying. But because of my car looked really similar, they pulled me over. And I was on my way back from home going back to college. And he like walked down the front of my car. He was like, I realized I didn't I shouldn't have pulled you over. And I was like, I was so scared. I wasn't doing anything. I think I was going under the speed limit. Yeah. He was like, it's okay. He was like, are you college? Are you going back to school? And I was like, yeah. I was like freaked out. And he was like, my daughter goes to UGA too. Like it's great school, whatever. Oh my God. And I was like, do you want a brownie? <laughs> because my mom had made brownies and something back with me. He was like, sure, why not? Why not? But then there was another time. This one is the one that's related to Taylor Swift because it was like a day or two after Shake It Off had come out. Oh yeah. And I was blasting it in my car. Well, duh, it's a fun song. I was on my way to class, like, you know, just like blaring it, just like singing so loud, having the best time of my life. And, you know, I made a turn and I was making this little shortcut to like get through back to the parking garage where I was going to. And then a little like whoop, whoop behind me. And I was like, oh my God, I am playing my music too loud. (laughs) And so I like pull over, you know, and I'm sitting there like, like freaking mm-hmm. out, I turn my music down and he comes up to the window and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, yes, because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> and he was like, no, you failed to come to a complete stop at that stop sign when you turned right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK, okay. Um, I guess I did do that. Yes. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. And I was like. Okay, here I was thinking that like he was pulling me over because like I guess I was like blasting shake it off, but it turned out that I was not really paying attention while driving and yeah. I didn't come to a complete stop. I do remember turning at that stop sign and not and rolling through it, right. you know, as because I, I was shaking it off like it was brand new. I had to, yeah, yeah, and I had to pay one hundred fifty dollars because I was shaking it off too hard. Wow, you broke the law. Yeah. You broke the law. Broke you the were law. shaking it off too hard. Yeah. I love that so. for you. What a perfect story. <laughs> but when 1989 Taylor's version does come out, I will avoid the roads or perhaps be a passenger so as to not create any um, traffic incidents or have to pay a giant fine for my music habits. But that was me getting pulled over. Yeah. Once, very kindly. Yeah. Second, he was just doing his job, unfortunately. Correct. Unfortunately. But... Anyway, that was our Have You Ever season four through seven. I cannot believe we made it through. I know. I feel like there's so many more because like the last time on Patreon, we like pulled out ones that we didn't ask. Um, But that was why I put the no one asked if anyone had gotten pulled over because Miss Emily Gilmore did get pulled over. But yeah. um, I think they're so much fun. Yeah. I feel like it's like a fun way to me to get to know you. I do know a lot of your stories. Of but course. also our listeners because like we never really talk about our experiences too in depth. No. I did reveal like a very deep, dark secret today. You did. And I'm so proud of you for that. That was really brave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was brave. It was. Was it? Because I was very mean. But yeah, but like it's it, I think it's brave to own when we have done something that we perceive as being really wrong. I, I do. Yeah. It's it's a hard thing to do. It's a difficult thing to look at ourselves and be like, wow, I did this really mean thing one time. Yeah. And that's not who I am. But I feel like it defines me a little bit based in a little bit, you know, yeah. based on what's happened since. So I understand. But kind of getting back to the Gilmore of it all, next week we're going to be doing a What If Lorelai Gilmore 
blank mm. episode. Like we did with Warrior this year. And yeah. I loved that episode. Me I had so much fun with what was submitted, how we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. So we're going to be opening up that question box on our Instagram. So keep your eyes out for that so that we can we can kind of include you guys in the conversation. And then, of course, the following week, we are going to do a What If War Like Gilmore Gilmore to Consider episode. So you can call in and ask your questions there. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. Mm-hmm.